Welcome to the Defiant Business Podcast. A business podcast produced by Defy the Status Quo for forward-thinking businesses and savvy professionals looking to defy the status quo of mediocre customer experiences, barely surviving businesses, and haphazard business development. We'll explore best marketing and sales practices, improving business processes, attracting your ideal clients or customers, striking your perfect work-life balance, business basics, intentional inclusion in business, and so much more. Thank you for joining me today. Let's do this. Hello, hello. Welcome to Marketing Monday. This is something that I do every single week on Mondays. I am your host, Ruthie Bowles, founder of Defy the Status Quo, a marketing and brand boutique consultancy. And I am really excited about this topic. So today's topic, we are going to be talking about how this kind of coaching and consulting trend that I've been seeing pop up seems like everything is a limiting belief. And if you read the description, you probably saw some of the examples I gave. So we're actually going to walk through those. And I'm really excited about it. But if you're not in the Defiant Business group here on Facebook, if you're watching on Facebook, then you missed my video last week about why I am railing against the large group coaching program styles. So you'll want to just search the Defiant Business Group and make sure you join so you can catch that. That was supposed to be a 10 minute live, but people kept chiming in and stuff. So we were really like kind of riffing off of each other and it ended up going a bit longer, but it was really, really good. And we were able to kind of, I think, kind of pick that business model apart. So we're just going to dive in. Why does saying something is a limiting belief work so well? Well, at least as it's been as I have observed it, it works really well. It puts people on the defensive. It plays into their insecurities, right? But if I'm immediately defensive, I'm no longer, you know, thinking proactively. I'm thinking reactively at that point, right? So I say, oh, no, I'm not. I don't think I'm going to be able to do that. Or I don't think I can do that. And they're like, oh, that sounds like a limiting belief. And so either I'm looking for ways to prove that it's not a limiting belief or I'm already buying into what it is that you're saying by telling me that I have these limiting beliefs because I've heard that everybody's got limiting beliefs, right? And so that's why it works really well. My biggest problem is that it typically tends to mask issues. It masks issues and it allows the coach or the consultant almost like an easy way out. And then for the person who receives that type of comment, it does something to their mindset and it continues to warp their mindset. It messes with uh, their own emotional intelligence in that their self-appreciation can go down, their ability to see clearly and make you know decisions for themselves. All of those things get warped and it impacts their emotional intelligence. So my first example that I gave in the description was, oh, a client doesn't want to, they've got objections while you're on a sales call. That's a limiting belief. You should talk to them about that. Right. And so most scripts, they, most sales scripts, they'll come up with these different things. Like these are usually the types of objections, map out your objections and here are your responses. So you come up with these responses ahead of time and it, it kind of gets rid of the ability to see that person as an individual and assess their situation on an individual level. So that's the first thing. And I just as a caveat, I have business friends who are, who coach in the sales space. And so the reason why I count them as business friends is because this isn't the way that they do things. I'm not saying they don't, you know, typically look to explore types of objections that they get ahead of time, but they're not doing it in such a way where it's like, they say this, you say this, they say that, 
And then you say that. So they don't do it that way, which is why I respect their process. But looking at these these limiting beliefs in sales, they come up with things to say ahead of time. And again, like I just said, it becomes defensive, right? You feel defensive. Let me know. Like, have you ever had that happen? Uh, Maybe when you weren't as aware that this was a thing where somebody says, oh, that sounds like a limiting belief and you felt defensive. You kind of leaned into your insecurities instead of, you know, leaning forward and saying, no, no, you're wrong. Or at least being willing to stand up for yourself. Let me know if you've ever seen that, if you've ever experienced it. But it's true. Like it's happened to me as well. So I'm not saying these types of things is like I'm holier than thou. Like they totally drew me in. This is how it works. It's a mindset thing. It's emotional intelligence manipulation. And that's that's just how it is. The other problem that I have with this is that even if it is some type of limiting belief, do you really have time to unpack that and, and address it completely on a sales call? So this is something that therapists are trained in, but they typically don't unpack things that they cannot at least partially close off or mostly close off at the end of a session. And so that's what I see here with a lot of people in their sales calls is that they are willing to pick apart somebody and make them feel like complete crap unless they choose to move forward with them. And so that's the idea is they break you down mentally and then build you back up just enough at the end to make that decision to give them the credit card information. And I consider that incredibly unethical. So, all right, so let's take a look at limiting beliefs and your programs and services. So, you know, most coaches, consultants, entrepreneurs of of any given length and time, after you kind of get over that initial hump where you think you got to do it all by yourself, you typically have some type of coach for yourself. So that way you can continue to improve. And I think this is incredibly important. But you tell them, hey, so I've got this client that's going through as struggling with my program. And then your coach says, oh, they probably have some limiting beliefs. You're like, what? What? All right. So let's see. I'll give you some examples. So let's say the person says, I just can't get excited about posting on social media. Like it's just, I just, I can't, I can't get excited about it. And so you've been taught to identify, oh, you said can't, you said can't, right? And we'll get a bit more into the whole limiting beliefs and communication in a second. But you said can't, that sounds like a limiting belief. So is it that you can't get excited about social media or is it resistance and a limiting belief? that you can't get excited about social media. And you're like, oh, right, limiting belief. Of course, that's what it is. Okay. So I'm like, all right, all right. And then that could be it. That's the thing is that it could be it. But from my perspective, what I want to ask next is, okay, so what is it about it? Let's ask some more questions. Let's dive deeper. Because what if they can't get excited about posting on social media and marketing for their business because they don't truly love their offer? What if they can't get excited because they're not in alignment with their why? What if they're only doing this because they think it's what they're supposed to be doing? But because you didn't ask any additional questions, right? Because you didn't ask any additional questions and told them to drive on, suck it up. They continue posting and working out of alignment and not doing something that they actually love and instead are doing something that they think they are supposed to be doing. But if you had asked the question, if you had created space for the opportunity, they would have told you what was really behind that statement. But you have to be aware enough enough self-awareness, enough social awareness. Remember, go back to the emotional intelligence and radical authenticity videos, but you have to be aware enough to ask the question to at least give space for the possibility to help them articulate what the real problem is because they might not consciously know. They might not consciously know. So it's a limiting belief as to why you can't do that. That's a Band-Aid. That's a Band-Aid, right? Unless you dig deeper. 
Because if it turns out that they are in alignment and they do love their offer and they love their audience, then they're in alignment. And maybe it's that they need to tweak their social media strategy. See how I'm coming up with all of these different possibilities from I just can't get excited about social media. I've come up with a whole bunch of different possible scenarios instead of just telling them to drive on and don't let resistance get you. Because that's what's happening in a lot of these coaching programs. Yes. Alignment comes from intention. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. I'm, I'm glad that you appreciate these points. Okay. So Krista says that she's seen it. And yeah, look, so the art, I think, is definitely in the question. We have to create space for people to tell us what's really going on, especially because they might not know. All right. And so then limiting beliefs and communication. So they're like, oh, you use the word should, use the word can't, use the word if. Those are limiting. Those are limiting. Got to eliminate those words from your vocabulary. And I'm like, why? Why? Why Why must we eliminate these things? right? Because by eliminating those words, I am then eliminating your ability to articulate your struggles. I'm eliminating your ability to articulate your beliefs. How am I supposed to help you work through, right? Emotional intelligence and authenticity issues or marketing issues or, or business entrepreneurship type issues. If you cannot articulate what you, what you feel, if you legitimately believe or legitimately feel Like, what if this doesn't work, Ruthie? What, I'm supposed to, no, no, don't say that. Don't put that energy out there. Right, no, I'm not saying you need to sit and stew in the what if and put out a ton of negative energy. But if you and I are having a talk, right? You're a client and you and I are having a talk and you say, Ruthie, honestly, what if this doesn't work? And I'm like, you know what? That's cool. Let's talk about it. Let's find out what if this doesn't work. Instead of letting it be all amorphous and, and you know, very ill-defined in your mind. What if we plot out what if it doesn't work? Let's plot out what if it doesn't work. But if I say, oh no, don't put that out there. Only focus on the positive. That's still going to sit in your mind and eat at you. And the resistance, the fear, the doubts, the hesitations, they will feed off of it because we didn't pin it down and clearly define it. If you say again, like, I can't, oh, I just can't do live. Okay, let's explore that. Why do you believe you can't do live? How come? Okay. Okay. We work it out. Okay. So I I struggle because I have to, you know, I feel like I'm just sitting here by myself. Okay, cool. There are ways that we can fix that. If you feel like you can't do live sitting up here alone by yourself, the way that I'm doing it. Cool. What if you collaborate with another entrepreneur and you guys are together? You're live at the same time. Do you think you could do that? Most people say yes. Most people say, yeah, I I could definitely do that because there's somebody else there for me to talk to. But instead, right, people like, oh, you say you can't do live. That's a limiting belief. We got to get rid of can't. You can totally do it. Go live. And I'm not saying that people shouldn't be pushed out of their comfort zone, but you have to understand where people's limitations are and exactly how far, how far you can push them. If I can ease you into going live, make you feel more courageous and confident about going live because, you know, we work together and find someone you can collaborate with. Why wouldn't I do that instead of kicking you in the back into the deep end of the pool? Why wouldn't I help you flex your courage muscles, right? Instead of throwing you into the lion's den of all your doubts and fears. So I think it just boils down to being ethical and looking out for what's really best for your clients, right? Because if they go live one time alone and it's a horrible experience for them and they feel bad about it, there's going to be so much dread and and reluctance surrounding it. You're going to have a tough time getting them to do it again. 
tough time, tough time, especially again, depending on how much those, those limitations, those limitations are, are getting to them. Exactly. It's about getting to the root cause. And that really is leads up to the, basically the whole point here of this, of today's live stream is that this limiting belief crap is everybody, like a lot of people, I won't say everybody, but it's a lot of people using it as a band-aid. That's a limiting belief. So what it does is it doesn't allow you as the culture consultant to completely flex your muscles, right? And to help people dive deeper, to dig deeper because that takes work. But then also if it's you on the receiving end of those types of remarks, it can actually mess up your mindset. Uh, This isn't working for me and it's working for everybody else. And it's because of all of my limiting beliefs. I shouldn't even ask for help. I just need to sit here and work through these limiting beliefs. And also it makes people reluctant to ask for help because they know that you're going to say it's a limiting belief like it's their fault. And that's the big problem, I think, with with coaches and consultants who use this as a crutch, as a Band-Aid all of the time. Your clients paid you for help. Stop making them feel like it's all of their fault. What if it's their offer? What if it's their audience? What if they need a different tactic or approach to social media or other types of marketing? What if they need? What if they need and that's what they paid you for, but you're over here with all this limiting belief crap? Stop it. (laughs) Man, I've been holding that in all weekend. (laughs) Oh, somebody's loving my tough love. Look, and it is tough love because I will tell you what, I was taught, I was taught the limiting belief approach. Like, oh, that person doesn't agree with you. That's a limiting belief. They've got objections on your sales call. That's a limiting belief. And people will tell you that. They will tell you that in the DMs. Oh, you don't want to. I had somebody tell me as part of this pitching, the DM pitch slapping, right? They DM attacked me and they were asking me, what's your monthly revenue? How many clients are you working with? And I'm like, I don't know you. Why would I tell you that information? Well, what is is your uh, revenue goal for the year? Same thing. I don't know you. Why would I tell you that information? And they're like, oh, it just sounds, I mean, you're very resistant. It sounds like you have a lot of limiting beliefs. I'm like, oh, oh, of course, you're right. Let me give you my social security number too while I'm at it. Right? Like, I know, I know y'all have gotten this in the DMs where they ask you these types of really intimate converse, like intimate questions, and then they expect you to just answer. And I don't know if people actually answer or what it is, but I'm not going to tell you that information because you haven't earned the right to hear it. It has nothing to do with my limiting beliefs and everything to do with you being nosy and trying to shove me into your funnel. I don't think that it's ethical to tell someone that they have a limiting belief because they're not sharing personal information with you. Okay, so Steve's like, great insights, treat the cause, not the symptoms. I see too many self-proclaimed experts prescribing without first diagnosing. Yes, actually, I think I did a live stream with that title, Stop Prescribing. Stop prescribing in the DMs. That's what I called it. But Steve, you're 100% right. And you've got people who are just like, oh, yep, I know what this is. And you've said what, like three sentences to them? And I see it on Clubhouse too. I see it on Clubhouse too. And I'm like, look here, I've been in this room for two seconds. You're not about to tell me what I know. Nope, not today. What about your client's objections are, oh my goodness, are your own limiting beliefs. And you're like, wait, wait. And they and they'll say this to you live too, right? So you you get on the you get on the call with this coach, and then they say it live, and you don't have time to unpack this. You're like, wait, I think I need to write this down and unscramble it. Is there a code in here? Like this sounds intense. Your clients' objections are your own limiting beliefs. 
wow, there's a lot to unpack there. And I think that that the big problem with that is maybe it's true. Maybe it is true, but you can't leave it there. And so many coaches, especially in the group coaching programs, because they're so big and they don't have enough time to dive deep with everybody, especially with this type of thing. You just, you just threw that bomb on me, but now you only had 10 minutes to talk to me. So you got to move on to the next person so you can keep this call to an hour so you can save time while scaling. But I'm left in the dust with the whole, every time I hear an objection, it's my fault, basically. Sylvia says they want an arm and a leg. Yes, they do. And maybe even my firstborn and maybe they want to walk out with my goat. Uh, yes, it feels like I'm on a job interview. What are your 12 month goals? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Yeah. Like why would, like, I have never asked somebody that question. Not on like in the DMs like that, right? Now, when we get on a call, that's different because the types of calls that I do, I'm not just funneling everybody to my link. It's like, hey, so actually I'm going to ask you a few questions, not these questions, but I'm going to ask you a few questions to see if, you know, this is a good idea for us to be on the phone. If it's a good idea for us to be on the phone, then yeah, I am going to talk to you about some more intimate details of your business, but like, I'm not doing this in the DMs. Like, hey, thanks for connecting. What's your, what's your 12 month revenue goal? Are you tapped out yet in terms of the number of clients you can handle? How many clients you got right now? Oh, yes. I remember back when I did one-on-ones, I was maxed out at 20 and so burnt out and I hated my life. And then they wax poetic, right? And Sylvia says, if those are limiting beliefs, bring them on. I like my privacy. And it's true though. It's true, right? Like they haven't earned the right to see that from you yet. So yeah. So just again, thank you so much, everybody for being here with me today. Quick reminder. Quick reminder, if you are interested in being part of the Build a Supernova brand beta group cohort, no more than five people, you'll probably want to join the Facebook group, the Defiant Business group. So that way you can watch the video I did. I believe it was on Thursday about that. It wasn't specifically about that, but it was why I am totally eschewing the the large group coaching type of program. And I'll be doing small group cohorts of no more than five people. So if you want to go check that video out, be sure to join the Facebook group because that is where I did it. And, you know, comment, send me a DM if you want to talk about how important it is to have a brand that's basically the soul of your business, allows you to create magnetic marketing, no pressure sales, and to make better business decisions. And then tomorrow in the Defiant Business Group, I will be doing a recap on the workshop, the why workshop I did on Friday. It was amazing. I had, you know, I sold nine seats, nine people showed up, tons of participation, a lot of support. There were some emotional moments and it was just amazing. So I'm looking forward to sharing the recap with you. If you want to catch that again, please join the Facebook group, the Defiant Business Group. So that way you can listen to that. All right, guys, that was all I had for you today was bringing some serious energy. But the next time you hear people talk about limiting beliefs, I hope that you remember this live stream because I want you to be more confident in what you are feeling. And that, again, is that radical authenticity piece, your emotional intelligence piece. You got to learn how to accept and anchor into yourself. And then these types of tricks and manipulation have a way smaller chance of working on you. So thanks again for joining me today. And if you join the Facebook group, I will see you tomorrow. Thank you so much for joining me for this week's episode of the Defiant Business Podcast. Please make sure that you've subscribed and do be sure to leave us a review if you found this episode at all helpful. And if you think it would be a great resource for someone else, be sure to share it with them. See you next time.